So for this podcast, we have a special guest, dun, 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 dun. Lisa Adams, who is joining us for our eminent uh, new arrival. Why don't you uh, go ahead and say hello, Lisa? Hello. Greetings to <laughs> one and all. So we, what we wanted to She's do... She's also to... known as Gramsci. Yes, Gramsci. clarify. And well, to some, Councilwoman Adams. Yes. That's a very important title. And uh, tonight what we really wanted to do is talk about um, our... The, the memories that we have of our other children and their birth stories. Um, because uh, one, one thing to note for those of you who care and are listening. Um, the three of you out there. It is, it is Monday, uh, July 18th, and we have a schedule for a forced eviction on Wednesday. So this baby Not is for coming. Us, for the baby. <laughs> this baby. Thankfully, we're staying in our <laughs> we're house. We're staying in our house. The baby's getting evicted on Wednesday the 20th. Um, so we've got two days left, and we're spending the time now to kind of recount what we remember about the other babies and, and uh, their birth stories. So, yeah. Abigail. I have oh, to jump in for a ahead. minute and tell you that uh, for the bedtime stories, the other night I was telling the kids about what I remember when they were born, and they loved it. And <laughs> I need to tell it again and again and again, so it's good we're recording this. Yeah. For Next time they ask, we'll just hit play. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they asked you 20 questions and 20 more after that. So uh, why don't you go ahead, and Abigail, and tell us what you remember about Andrew. Um, okay, I remember with Andrew. Late. Yeah, late. late. <laughs> Very late. Um, that I was huge, especially when you see some of the pictures that when we figure out show notes, we'll post on. <laughs> but um, I just remember I, my stomach was absolutely ginormous. I felt like I had this That's huge true. watermelon sticking straight out in front of me. It wasn't round. It was like very oval. And um, that he was due, that given me two different due dates that said it was either August 11th or August 13th. And at one point that even said August 9th. And he wasn't born clear till the 20th, but that I did not want him to come until my classroom was set up because I was trying to get ready for school. And I think it was starting on like the 22nd or something of August. So I remember going to back to school, having my meetings and standing in the back of the um, gym while the principal was talking, just like rocking back and forth because my hips hurt so much. And I was kind of having contractions, but not really. Anyway, I spent the rest of the day like climbing ladders and decorating my classroom and preparing with my substitute. And then went home and went to bed and woke up at about oh, 1.30 or 2. And I just remember I was really hungry. So I ate some honey bunches of oats. And while I was... <laughs> I remember waking up thinking, what is she doing up? Oh, well, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> so I just remember I was like getting out my honey bunches <clears throat> of oats and was going to turn on the TV to see what was on TV or on Netflix or something. And all of a sudden, I felt what I thought was my water breaking and looked down. And sure enough, I had had water come out of me, but it ended up not actually being my water breaking. It was just, the doctor told me later, I probably had kind of like a double sack or something. Um, and at the time... My go bigger, go home. Yeah, exactly. Didn't do that. Um, my brother, Andrew, had come and was staying with us. He had arrived from driving across the country. He was going back to Salt Lake. Um, from Washington, D.C., or maybe it was North Carolina. It wasn't on Washington, the way. Washington, North Carolina. Yeah. And then Austin. he came to Austin. Yeah, he came he to Austin, to quote, on the way. It wasn't really on the way, but he wanted to be there, so that's... And I remember you joked forever, Scott, saying, like, he would have come via Australia if we had been living there. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would have found a way to be there. So he could for sure be there. So I just remember that <clears> happened, and then 
the, let's see, we called the doctor's office or the midwife's office because we were at a birthing center because I did not want to have a C-section no matter what. Well, one, one thing I... I was very unhappy about the whole midwife thing. I was very <laughs> worried about it. I thought, oh my gosh, they've moved to Austin and they're totally granola and they probably eat at those food trucks every day. Yeah, we did. And biscuits and gravy. <laughs> biscuits and, and groovy. Yeah, yeah biscuits and groovy. Is, yeah, yeah that place. But And they probably wear Birkenstocks all the time. Or Tevas or something chocos. like that, and and, we, and I knew about the tacos. <laughs> I just thought, oh my gosh, this is it's going to be the home birth. They're probably homeschool too. Well, we had, we were... had the home pool waiting for it. No, we didn't. <laughs> when you were like mild compared to Nana, she was like very vocal about. I can't believe you'd be in a birthing center. Why would you do that? Well, you did you. You gave me all the things I needed to know to reassure me, and I felt right. and I felt really good about the team that was taking care of you and the fact that it was close to the hospital. Yeah, it was across the street. That they knew, you know, what to do. But it just was it was just so out of my realm of experience that I was pretty prejudiced against it. Yeah. Anyway, I just remember we called them. We went in at what well, like before before you say that. I remember I was like, as I said, I woke up in the middle of the night not knowing what was going on. <clears throat> probably about six or seven in the morning I'm hearing you like going oh like very much like labor sounds <laughs> what is going on so I wake up I'm like what's happening you're like well I've been up since two in the morning in labor like, why don't you wake me up oh I just thought I'd let you sleep <laughs> felt like the worst husband sleeping while you're in labor I think it was about six yeah, because that's what John did when I was in labor with Andrew I told him to sleep till I needed him yeah <laughs> and and it actually turned out to be for the best but but I think I remember it was about 6.30 when we went in and they checked me and I was at like a two or a three or something. Yeah. And they were like, all right, go home. We'll see you in a couple hours. Like, you know, once your contractions actually start getting kind and this, of real. this was the morning of the 19th. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, maybe it had been like midnight that I woke up. I can't remember. Um, but we ended up going home and then our next door neighbor, Katie Pelletier, was kind of a doula and in training to be a midwife. So I called her to ask her some questions and she came over and I just like, I have a couple of memories. I remember one was that she told me to like sit on the toilet backwards so I could get my pillow and put on the back of the toilet and lay with my head down. And that way, if my water broke or anything started to come out, like it would just go into the toilet and my Great, legs were delivering spread. into the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> she said, you have time. Probably too or much baby. detail than you really want. Well, the thing that I remember that was so funny is that <laughs> Scott was like, well, don't you need something? And Katie had said, you know, just, you don't even need to wear anything and I don't care. And I was like, good, because it's a million degrees. It's the hottest <laughs> summer on record. Wasn't, I think it was 111 then. Yeah, it was, it was definitely over 110 for sure. But I just remember sitting there and having her massage my lower back with, like, olive oil and stuff. And I was trying not to cry. And Scott's like, what should I do? And I remember yelling at him. And then Andrew walking, getting up and walking down the hall and was like, oh, hi. Totally naked sister. <laughs> this is way more than I needed to see of you, Ab. <laughs> Did he say that? No, that's what he said. And I was like, well, you wanted to come and be at our house for this person. You so. show up the week I have a baby. You're going to see it all. That's the only reason I'm giving that description because it was just so funny. I remember looking over and him giving me this face. It's a visual. Of like, what is going on and why am I seeing this? And thinking, your fault, not mine. So I just remember, like, I tried that. I tried sitting on a breathing ball, just a bunch of different things. And then eventually, I think it was like around 11.30 or 12, my contractions had picked up enough that we called them and they said, yeah, come in. So we went in and 
they had a bath for me and I got in that bathtub and I had never been so happy in my life to be in a bathtub. (laughs) And you on the, like the way there were trying to talk to me and like tell me stuff. And I just remember like, I don't care about your stupid job right now. Like, do not tell me what's going on at your work. I really don't care. (laughs) I'd be kind of mad about it. And then you talked to me. I didn't want to hear from you. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, get your mind off things. Yeah, it didn't work. The mm, age-old problem. Right. I'm trying to get the wife's mind off the labor and the wife wanting to say, this is your fault. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, I remember Katie stayed for, like, a long time to, like, 5 o'clock. And I think it was, like, around 5. With, with you at mm-hmm. the? At the birthing center. It was wow. Scott. And Scott was kind of dozing in and out and texting people off and on as everyone's asking what's going on and fielding questions. And then I think it was, yeah, like around six that they checked me and I was at about like a six, I think. And they said, I remember, remember, and then she checked me again at 9 p.m. and I was still at a six. And she's like, okay, we've got to get you out of the bathtub because, um, it's slowing you down, like, your body's relaxing, which is great. And I remember sometime in there between that, like, six and nine period, starting to feel the urge to push. She's like, okay, if you're feeling that way, we need to get you out so that you can actually be actively pushing. Um, I remember falling asleep about that time. And I remember around nine, her telling me, um, you know, if I think we should maybe go to the hospital to get an epidural. And I said, I really don't want to do that. And she said, how about we give you two hours, and if you haven't, made much progress in the next two hours, then we'll go to the hospital. And I said, okay, I can do that. Um, and at about nine is when nine, nine thirty is when my labor finally picked up and I started progressing a lot. And by about 1130, I was at a nine and she went to check me and that's when my water broke. Yeah. And at <clears> that <throat> point I was like, Oh, my water didn't break earlier. <laughs> and you said, you. Were, I was shocked. I was like, wow, there's a lot, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> When your water breaks, it's a lot more than just a cup. Yeah, it's a lot of water. Um, and so at that point, I was, like, pushing, and um, the, but he was not coming out. Andrew, they couldn't figure out what was going on. And I remember her saying, like, okay, I'm going to see if I can, like, reach inside of you and see if I can figure out if I can help loosen him or something, if he's turned weird or figure it out. And she's like, he is caught on something. I'm trying. Got the WD-40 out. Yeah, basically. Yeah. She's like, I, I am trying, and there is just something <clears throat> there, and he's not coming out. And around that time, I remember she was trying to check me. She, like, pushed on my bladder and got really worried and panicked because nothing came out, she said. And all of a sudden, she ch- started checking my veins and was like, you are dehydrated. And so they gave Which, me... Which, what a surprise when it was 111 that day. Well, when I've been in a bathtub, so I didn't know I was, like, sweating it off. Yeah. And every time I remember you'd offer me, like, water or a popsicle, and I, like, I think ate one popsicle the whole day and had, like, three I'm pretty sure we had Dixie 30. Cups. We had 30 popsicles for you to eat, and yeah, you had, like, one. Yeah. And I just, like, didn't feel like eating at all. I'd been really <clears throat> sick towards the end of my pregnancy with him. Just... In the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that whole pregnancy, I was sick. <laughs> but I just remember, like, by the end, I was sick a lot, too. Um... And so she said, okay, well, we've got to have you stop pushing, which saying like stop pushing, oh my gosh, it's like a boulder's rolling down a hill and you say, oh, don't let it roll anymore. Go stop it. That's like the worst thing to tell somebody who's in active labor is don't push. But they finally were able to get a vein, get saline in me. And while they were doing that, I remember she let me move on to a birthing ball in the shower and that felt amazing on my back. And then she said, you know what, we've got to see what's happening. And she went to check me again, and he had backed up inside of me. 
So I remember going, they put me in her little Saturn Astra <laughs> and drove me to the hospital and you followed in our car. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it was across the freeway, but it was like basically across the street. We got there and went in and... Um, At this point, I'm calling your brother to say, hey, we're at the hospital. You should come. Yeah, so he came. You've also called me a couple times or texted me. Let yeah. me know. Yeah. Still, we don't have the baby, and I'm so dying that yeah. she's been in labor this long, and I'm very worried. Yeah, yeah. so... We're, we're at, like, hour almost 24 of being in labor. And so we get to the hospital. I remember going in and just being so exhausted, and then they started giving me a second bag of fluid because I was still so dehydrated. And the doctor came in, and I don't remember what her name was. Um, I feel like I should. I can see her face, but I can't think of her name. Yeah, anyway, I know her face. But, but she came in and said, Hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so. Let me check you. And she's like, this exit is now closed, Abigail, so we're going to be doing a C-section. Well, yeah, what, what you didn't mention is because Andrew was pushing so much and was stuck, when you stopped pushing, he went back in. And, like, you're all so completely swollen, he wasn't coming back out. Yeah. It was no longer an option. Yeah. yeah I just remember her saying, like, this this exit is is now closed. We need to go another way. So we're doing a C-section. And I remember I, like, one, started kind of crying and was just having a hard time with it. But I also was just like, I, I'm so tired. I cannot move. Like, let's just figure this out. And then I remember you and Andrew gave me a blessing because mm-hmm. he had arrived and when he got there, he was really cute. He walked in and just like, everyone clapping his hands and rubbing together. And Baby's like, coming. Abigail, it's baby time. Let's get this boy out of there. I need to meet him. I'm ready to be an uncle right now. And he was just really excited and it was kind of the lifeblood we needed at that point because you and I were both pretty spent. So I remember you guys gave me a blessing and then the midwife who had stayed with me was like, now what was that? And I was like, shoot missionary moment but i really can't do that right now <laughs> so i kind of tried to explain it to her well then. and the doctor's having you sign all sorts of release notes and like you're probably not even well and i remember as i'm signing them i'm like i should be calling my two attorneys like <laughs> what is is they're even making me sign i don't know and i'm asking they're like oh, i was just you know kind of trying to speed me through it so then i don't even remember I just remember trying to keep my eyes open. It was really hard. And they wheeled us into the OR. It was about 2 or 3 in the morning at this time. Yeah. um, That they wheeled us into the OR and said, okay, we're going to, you know, get your baby. And I just remember, like, my arms felt so heavy. And it wasn't necessarily because of the, um, what do you call it, the epidural? It was just in the anesthesia. It was mostly just because I was so exhausted. So I just remember them pulling him out and I don't even really remember I just remember them saying like it's a boy so were you awake Mm -hmm. oh yeah she was awake I was awake but not really and I was I was on the other side of the sheet and they're like do you want to look over and witness the birth of your son I said no I'm good I'll just (laughs) wait for him to rise above the sheet and I'll just assume I know where he came from I was not going at three in the morning being that exhausted I just wasn't going to look at blood like that just wasn't going to happen so I just remember yeah they pulled him out and she's like wow, like, he is very broad, and I had to shimmy him out of you. I remember her saying that after, but they yeah. brought him is over. He, is his father a linebacker? Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they brought him over, and I just remember you being like, look at here he is, and showing him to me, and I was like, look at his cheeks. That was the only thing I could think of, because he had these huge cheeks. That he were still so does. cute. He still has genuine cheeks. so cute. So kissable. <laughs> anyway, and I just remember, like, after that, them being like, okay, Dad, we need to take him and run our tests. And that's when I remember the doctor saying, like, 
you know, he's a broad baby. I needed to shimmy him out of you. And she, like, you know, starts chatting, and I was gone. I was totally asleep. I don't remember anything until I got to recovery. And then being in there and trying to stay awake and trying to be polite to the nurse who was taking care of me and still not sure what was going on, really. <clears throat> and then Andrew came in and was like, I followed Scott to the nursery. I took a bunch of pictures. He's so cute. And showing me, like, all these different pictures of him. And yeah, and I, I was able to go in and, like, help clean him and make sure that everything is, was, you know, all his vitals were good and all that. But it was that. perfect because while... <clears throat> You were in there with him, Andrew taking a bunch of pictures and came and showed me because mm-hmm. I hadn't been able to see him yet. And they're like, you'll have to wait till the medicine wears off and stuff. And so well, I, I finally saw him again at probably like four in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, well, and I was I was starving and Andrew was there and I was just exhausted and said, you know what? By the time I got to my room, I it, it was about four in the morning. I said, you know what? It was what? like five. We're going to get breakfast them. and we're going to go to Kirby Lane. <laughs> That's why they're open 24 hours. <laughs> so I remember hours. once I was like, the, I was done and I was back in my room and I'd seen Andrew and then I had them take him to the nursery so I could sleep. But I just remember, yeah, it was just kind of a crazy experience. And then the nurse came in later and poor Andrew looked like he had gone through this brutal beating. <laughs> and Andrew, not your brother, our, no, our son. No, Andrew, our son, had this huge cone head and this, like, all, like, the left side of his forehead was just totally bruised from where he'd been, I guess, like, shoved against my pelvic bone or well, something. Well, we, we found out afterwards that his hand was in the way and that's why he wasn't. Yeah, his right out. hand had been, like, next to his right temple. And they call that a compound presentation. And so. My midwife, when she had come to check on me, had said, well, the nurse said, he came out and he keeps putting his hand back there and there's this huge dent where you can see his hand fits in just perfectly. <laughs> and my midwife came in later and was like, that's what I could feel. That's why you would get to a nine and a half and you wouldn't go any further because his hand kept getting caught and I couldn't tell what it was, but now I know that's what it was. <laughs> so anyway, and then I just remember, yeah, you guys left. I went to sleep. Um, I don't even remember. When did I call you, Mom? I think it wasn't until, like... Well, Scott... He had talked Scott to you. Scott or Andrew, I think, called me. <clears throat> yeah. And sure. said... Because Scott had let me know that you were having a C-section, and I was really worried. I kept waiting, 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 going, why mm-hmm. haven't they called us yet? Why don't we know anything? I was very worried. And I also had been... Um, when it had gone so long, I kept thinking, this is going to end up being a C-section. When you went to the hospital, I thought, oh, it's a C-section for sure. And, um, so I think, it, I think Andrew finally called and said, he's here. He's huge. Yeah. He was nine, four. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. He was a big still boy. I don't know where he came from. <clears throat> so like 20, 24 to 26 hours of labor and then a C-section, you were a rock star. <laughs> I think you did so everything. You oh, and not just any labor. labor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not just any labor, but like yeah, natural no drugs, labor, no drugs. No nothing. So. Or there's some like little pill they kept giving me that was like, some it was a shot block. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> no, some like natural like herb supplement that would just go under my tongue and dissolve, and it tasted really gross. And it was little teeny, like it was like as big as the little um, Tylenols you used to give us, mm-hmm. like those li- or not Tylenols, um, fluorides, like the oh, little uh-huh. pink fluoride tabs that are so tiny. Mm-hmm. And it was like, but it just had this weird taste. I'm like this should help with the pain, and I was like, mm. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> Yeah, it helps with pain like animal crackers help with pain. Right. So, but I just remember then you had been scheduled to fly in. Mm-hmm. Was it that same day or mm-hmm. the next day? 
that day. Yeah, and so... I think. I can't remember. I know I had... I feel like it was that... Okay. I, no, it wasn't. I, I had... It was Saturday. Had, he was born had, Saturday morning. Yeah, I had Southwest Points that I mm. was using. Or, oh, that's right. So you were so. able to get... But I just remember, either yeah. way, you got on a plane and you were there yeah. that day. I got there that day. Yeah, because yeah. he was less than 24 hours old and I remember seeing yeah, you get there. Yeah. I also remember... <laughs> Getting a phone call from somebody in the bishopric to release me from my Cub Scout calling. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> and I was like, why are you why calling now? me on Saturday night when I just had a baby? <laughs> oh, by the yeah. way, congratulations. Um, thanks. <laughs> I don't really want to talk to you right now. Was that Brother Death? No. It, <laughs> it was Sterling. I just, um, but and I, at our end, you know, we were really anxious and I could not sleep. And Catherine was there. And oh. we were both just worried and... and Linda Wallace had been checking to see how you were doing, and then she, it's the middle of the night, and she was checking to see what was going on, and, and I was watching. So I was watching Thomasina, and packing my bag. It was on on TV, like on KVR so or KVD or something, and and I just, but I was trying, I was trying to take my mind off of it because I was really worried, and I went in and I woke up Dad, and I said, "We need to have a prayer." Abigail's having a C-section. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I said, wake up. And then I said, Abigail is having a C-section. I, w- I really think we need to have a prayer. So he hopped out of bed and we knelt down and had a prayer. And then he said, okay, well, call me when they have it. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the irony at this point, like five years down the road, that dad is the one who anytime our kids are at your house asleep, he's up like so fast. The second he hears like a little stir like, he doesn't have the time. He's Yeah, he, he didn't learn sleep. that being a father. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so funny. That, so, like, take two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but, that's, you know. Yeah, but and Andrew. I was excited when I got there, and Scott picked me up at the airport, and we and it was another boiling, boiling hot day. It was just so miserably hot, and it was the summer that broke all the records that had been over 100 for more than 100 days yeah. at that point. It, it was, was a awful. huge drought. And got to the hospital, and Simon, I just couldn't believe how huge he was. And that you, you looked amazingly good for what you've been through. Um, Survived the war. Yeah. And I just remember holding him and looking at him and just going, this is one big baby. (laughs) He was so big. And Andrew was really excited. The picture we have of Andrew holding him before you had held him. And it's Uh in the picture, I think it's 10 to 5 in the morning when he's holding him. And, um, and that. He had that picture, and everyone thought it was his child. <laughs> well, the smile on his face. He was, yeah. Well, he like, put it on his yeah. Facebook and stuff, too, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I feel like he like posted it everywhere on social media and was yeah. like, I'm an uncle. And people were like, are you sure? <laughs> she looked really happy about it. Yeah, he was. But I just, yeah, I was, but it was so glad he was there. And then a few days later, when Dad came down, like... Yeah. And it was just so funny. The dad was like, well, I think I need to be there, too. So he just yeah. showed up. So he, like, yeah. grabbed a ticket and came down so he yeah. could meet his first grandson. and First grandchild. Yeah. Grandchild, yeah. yeah. Was- All right, I think we're going to stop there. This is part one of our birth stories. Part two will be the twins coming up next. Yeah.